Welcome to the Six Hats podcast, where I, Dr. Shami, a lifestyle and nutritional medicine family doctor, will talk about how women strive to find balance each day by juggling their six roles, being a woman, mother, daughter, partner, business owner, and professional. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Six Hats podcast. And I'm really excited to have Dr. Taru Jindal join us today. Now, she's a gynecologist from India, but she's also a vaginismus coach, lactation consultant, author, and TEDx speaker from in Mumbai. Welcome, Taru. Hi. Hi, doctor. I'm so glad to be here with you. I have been looking at your podcast and you have been really spotlighting women's issues so beautifully in your podcast. So I think I'm really honored to be a part of this show. Thanks a lot for calling me and for having me here. Welcome, Tara. I'm honored to have you on our show, to be honest. (laughs) The topic that we're going to talk about, which is vaginismus, is so important because we just don't talk about it. And when I really reflect on my training as a doctor, as a GP, I can't recall training in vaginismus. And I even did an obs and gynae rotation like for six months to 12 months actually in my training. And it's something that we don't really approach. However, women do come to us with this. You know, I'm working in Australia and it's often, there's not many options out there to help them. I was really excited to hear about the work that you do and let's get dive into it. So can we actually start with what is vaginismus? Okay. So in very simple terms, vaginismus or vaginismus, whichever way you want to pronounce it, simply means a panic attack of the vagina. Just as if throat dust or something comes on your face, what happens to your eyes? They just close as a reflex. It's not like you plan to do it. It just happens. Or you put your hand in boiling water and your hand suddenly withdraws. So all of these are reflex, automatic, spontaneous reactions of your body, which are not planned. And they are executed by your subconscious mind because your subconscious mind is always looking to protect. Now, vaginismus is something very similar. Vaginismus simply means difficulty in allowing vaginal penetration of anything. It could be a finger when you're trying to put a cup or a tampon. It could be your doctor's finger when he's trying to examine you. It could be an instrument or it could be a penis in a sexual situation. This is in spite of the fact that you really want to do it. So the definition highlights that this woman really wants to do it, but something is going on inside her that is not allowing her to do it. So this is exactly like that same protective response of your body, like closing your eyes and withdrawing your hand. Your body somewhere believes that this penetration is going to be threatening for you. And hence, I always say, when you go for a vaginal exam, because a lot of people feel if my vagina is contracting, or it's closing up, then there's something wrong with my vagina, right? That's the natural way to think about it. And so they would go to a gynecologist for an examination. Most of the times, the gynec would say, hey, everything is normal. It's all in your mind. And then that confuses the woman even more because she's like, how is it in my mind? Because I want to do it, right? So vaginismus becomes a little perplexing because we don't really understand where it is coming from because we can't even see the evidence of it in our body. If you have fever, something will come out in a lab test. But if you have vaginismus, you will not really have a test that, you know, you can see a test report you can see. And hence, vaginismus, the basic struggle with vaginismus starts with understanding the condition. 
even for medical professionals, not just for women who have it, it's very difficult to even understand what this is about, right? And I always say that the problems around vaginismus diagnosis and treatment start with the term itself. Vaginismus or vaginismus is such a complicated word to even say. You would probably <laughs> need three months to even pronounce it properly, right? Yeah. So problems are, you know, we should rename it and we should call it table or something, you know, a very easy word for everyone to use. Secondly, because it's not spoken about much in social media, women don't even know what to search on Google. Because if you don't type the right keyword, you're not going to get the right result. So they'll probably write something like painful sex. But when they write painful sex, they don't always, the results don't always lead to vaginismus as a condition. So vaginas is a very specific condition out of the entire umbrella of painful, you know, all conditions under painful sex. So coming back to the point, vaginismus is a woman who really wants to go ahead with penetration of any sort, but is unable to do it because a part of her body does not allow her to do it. And this is thanks to her body perceiving penetration as a threat. Wow. I love the way you explain that. To be honest, it's the first time I'm really understanding it. Because, wow, when you really think about it, it's in simple terms. Yeah. The mind wants it, but for some reason, the body just resists as though it's protecting, which is really, really interesting, which kind of makes me want to go on to the next question about the causes of vaginismus. Yeah. So, like I said, people tend to think of vaginismus as a vagina issue. And that's why we have a lot of unscientific kind of treatments being offered like hymen surgeries because we tend to think that it's a tight hymen that's obstructing the penis or we tend to think of botox i mean we'll just kind of eliminate the nerves in those muscles you know or sometimes you just tell them to use numbing gel or you tell them to hey just have some wine and relax so a lot of times the conversations are going sidetrack on all of these conditions. We are making it about the vagina. When we know that your vagina is not the criminal, your vagina in fact is trying its best, but there is an army general up there that is saying, hey, there is an enemy at the door, close it. So think of your vagina as the soldier at the line of control at the border of your country. And it is just going to follow the orders of the army general. And your army general is nothing but your mind. And your mind has two parts, conscious mind and subconscious mind. 95% of your mind is subconscious. Subconscious means it is like a storage house of your mind. It stores all the events, experiences, beliefs, everything that has happened around you in the last 30, 40 years you've been here. And it is all recorded there. So your subconscious is like a storage house. And there is something in the subconscious that's saying penetration is dangerous, right? And there is the root of vaginismus. The vaginismus root is in the subconscious mind because during the growing up years of this girl, some of these influences in her environment convinced her that this is not safe. Now, in our experience of working with women with vaginismus in the last three years, the top one reason that has come out for especially women in the Indian context is penetration is painful. 95% of women in our program come with this one thing in their heads that the first penetration is going to hurt, it's going to bleed. And that's why it's such a threatening influence for her, for the women, because 
even when we went for our COVID shots, right? It was scary to even see that nurse filling up that syringe, even though we know it's for our good, right? Similarly, just as we withdraw to even an injection that's good for us, or we go for a tonsil exam, our mouth or our throat still gags, even though we know it's a good examination for us. Similarly, her mind has been very deeply influenced by that dialogue, that penetration hurts. It's like an injection to your body. And so your body is going to withdraw, is going to contract. And we're going to talk about this, why this is a myth. It's not true. And we can come to the myths later on. But this is one of the first reasons. The second reason is this cultural orthodox belief in Indian society. And I'm sure in many Asian societies that sex is shameful, right? That premarital sex is wrong. Masturbation is wrong. Anything around sex is wrong. And you kind of convert this girl into an asexual version of herself. And anything about her sexual life is hidden away from her. And for 30 years, she's like that. Yes. And how suddenly, overnight, after her marriage reception is over, how will she suddenly switch and become a sexual goddess and produce a baby in the first year of life? Yes. How are these things even possible for this girl's nervous system? Right? Her nervous system cannot adapt to the dark, to the black and white treatment of sex, where something is black for 30 years becomes suddenly white overnight, and her nervous system cannot adapt to that. And her body continues to say no to sex, not to sex per se, but to sexual penetration, even though now she wants it. Right? So I often say many times our society is doing such a disservice to our women that they simply rip us off our sexual selves. That's almost like a leg not known. I mean, it's almost like I had a leg that I didn't know for 30 years. And suddenly you're asking me to use that leg, right? It's very, very harsh on Indian girls because I'm working in Indian context, so I can only talk about this. And that was one of the reasons, you know, we had maximum women coming with these two reasons, shame and pain. So vaginismus is about pain and shame. The third reason could be history of bad touch. If a girl had any kind of bad touch, whether in public or private, it can get recorded as a very, as a threatening, as a painful, as a miserable memory of touch in her body. The very first touch was bad touch, right? And hence, your body will forever go into a protective mode if that is not healed. People seem to think that it has to be a very grave kind of bad touch not necessarily just any kind of bad touch in a bus also can kind of have a very deep impact on a girl's mind this is the third reason fourth reason could be just plain ignorance we don't have sex ed going on in most of our schools and whatever little sex ed we have it's very fear-based it's all about period pain or it's about wear a condom you'll get an std wear a condom you'll get pregnant so it's all fear-based, you're scaring girls away from this. And that's why this ignorance that you don't even know a part of your body exists. I mean, we don't know there are three holes down there. I had friends in engineering who didn't do 24 years old without knowing that there are three holes, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have a relationship with that part of your body. And then suddenly now this is what you have to use. This is the fourth reason. The fifth reason could be fear of pregnancy because obviously... If you don't have enough knowledge of contraception and you don't trust it enough, your body is going to contract to prevent you from getting pregnant, right? The last could be any kind of childhood trauma. So there were many women I met who did not have any of these other sexual traumas 
but they simply grew up in very violent households they saw their parents fighting they were being hit by parents teachers were hitting children they were being bullied at school or any other extremely threatening events in childhood can kind of put this child's nervous system in a state of high alert and it's almost like the nervous system is always in a jungle and forever you're ready to do fight flight and freeze there is a tiger i'll run if there is elephant i'll freeze you know that kind of response and the protective responses get exaggerated for this child and you will see not just vaginismus they will have many other psychosomatic issues in their body like headache or migraine or constipation or ibs and vaginismus becomes just one part of that protective reflex that has got activated in them as a child so these are some of the reasons why your subconscious at the moment of penetration will suddenly start playing a song i always say your subconscious like a tape recorder and it has recorded all these things as a child now you're having sex and you're having foreplay and you're feeling great you want to go ahead but the moment something comes close to the vagina your subconscious starts to play this track shame 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 pain 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 not safe not safe and your body goes into a protective response and closes the door and this is extremely shocking to the girl herself because she does not know she does not know what's happening to her and a lot of times partners try and try and try and then they just give up i have seen uh, partners just yeah eventually just giving up on this because it seems to be such a perplexing condition they don't seem to see where this is coming from and even if they go to certain health practitioners they also don't seem to have enough knowledge about right so these are some of the causes of vaginismus so vaginismus is a psychological issue it is not a physical issue now i am just want to add one line about this that i am talking about primary vaginismus primary and secondary there are two types of vaginismus primary vaginismus is when a woman has never ever experienced penetrative intercourse painlessly in the past and this causes psychological even though it's manifesting physically secondary vaginismus is a woman who used to have painless pleasurable intercourse in the past but due to some reason is not able to do it now now some of the reasons for secondary vaginismus can be emotional conflict with the partner she's fighting with the partner so her body just doesn't seem to feel safe with the partner so it could be conflict with the partner it could be very traumatic childbirth where she was treated harshly in the labor room or she was very painful vaginal examination sometimes with uh, you know forceps or ventus deliveries can be very traumatic for the woman so traumatic childbirth very painful episiotomy scars these could be some of the reasons for secondary vaginismus at the same time radiation if a woman has undergone radiation for some sort of endometrial cancer or something then there is scarring and fibrosis and that can lead to vaginismus as well some repeated vaginal thrush or candida infection in the vagina that repeated painful experience any repeated painful experience around your vagina can throw a protective reflex in the body and these are some causes of secondary vaginismus it's very important to know the cause because the treatment starts with the cause if you don't know the cause then we'll be just beating about around the bush you know trying to just work with the vagina but we know that unless you work with the mind in primary vaginismus and unless you actually find the cause of secondary vaginismus you won't be able to treat this condition brilliantly explained i've actually learned a lot tari you'd be surprised i've actually learned a lot in what you've just said and it kind of makes me think wow you know sometimes when we think about creams or 
certain medication, we're actually taking the wrong approach. We have to go deeper. And also what you've said actually shows a lot of empathy. I actually have so much more empathy for the patient. And it's really important to have them tell their story as well, rather than thinking like exactly what you said, there's something wrong physically. It's really, really reassuring. And I'm sure if any listeners thoughts about this, this is so reassuring. And this is where we go to in terms of help and treatment and what inspired you to design. Is it a 12 week program, Tari? Right. So before I go ahead to the program, I just would like to add a little bit about what vaginismus does to a woman and her partner. Because I think unless we really understand the widespread impact of this condition, we would not take it seriously. As it has happened with healthcare, we've spoken about infertility, we've spoken about laparoscopy, but we've not spoken about something as basic as sexual pain for a woman, right? So usually, at least in the Indian context, women are brought up to believe that nurturing a baby providing the sexual relationship, creating a house. These are some of your basic identities, right? When you grow up and when you can't do that, how does that impact you as a woman? When this girl is seeing everyone around her is getting married, having relationships, having intercourse, getting pregnant, and she's not able to do it. It actually breaks her from within and starts to eat up on her self-esteem and her self-confidence. She starts to feel she's defective in some way inadequate and that in turn impacts her personality because she starts to get very irritable even though she doesn't know it she gets irritable on marriage functions she gets irritable on baby showers she's snapping at her partner all the time these are some of the reasons why vaginismus starts from like infecting her internal environment to actually infecting her relationship because now She's constantly snapping at her partner. She's constantly fighting with her partner. And this partner is feeling, I'm also suffering because I did not sign up for a life of unconsummated relationship. I love you. I want to be there to support you. But hey, I'm also suffering. Why are you screaming at me? And so gradually I've seen partners just stop getting intimate. The intimacy stops to go down. They start to just start, maybe even live in separate rooms. They start to live as friends. Even non-penetrative intimacy goes away. And basically a time comes two, three, four years into this relationship that they may even think of separation. A lot of marriages and relationships with vaginismus have ended up in divorces, right? That's because we can't really walk across the road and get treatment for vaginismus as we can get treatment for fever, right? We can just show up and say, hey, I have fever and you have 10 tests prescribed to you. But if you say I have vaginismus, what what is going to happen? Most probably the doctor may not even know what is vaginismus. If they know what is vaginismus, they don't know that it is a psychological issue. So they may be just talking to you about dilators or they may be just talking about, hey, just do some pelvic floor relaxation. Or they may be talking about numbing yourself down. So wrong approach. And thirdly, a lot of women have spoken to me that they've gone to gynecologists and that's the first point of contact for a woman. And they came out feeling judged and shamed because they were like, hey, I mean, he's going to leave you. What are you doing? Or just bear through it. First night is supposed to be painful. So we don't get scientific advice from doctors a lot of times. And it's a very generic cultural advice that comes across. And I have heard women saying, hey, I don't ever want to go back to doctors again. You know, I'd do anything but go there. So I think lack of training in medical curriculum 
and this includes you and this includes me as well because i completed 12 years of education and i'm an md in gynecology yet i don't even remember reading one sentence on vaginismus in my textbooks just for i can say the same yeah there was no education in it on top of that we were taught to do per vaginal examinations inside labor rooms where women were screaming right mm-hmm. that's where my per vaginal examination training started because somewhere there was this thought that anyways everyone is screaming so it's easier to examine here we were never taught to do per vaginal examinations with lubricants or with a dialogue being done with the patient or do it gently or sensitively so somewhere from my own training i realized some lack of sensitivity is ingrained in us right from the beginning and when a woman screams during vaginal examination we often shame the woman instead of because she might be a woman with mild contractions in her vagina it could be mild vaginismus even though she is conceived and let me go very slow and gently with her let me use a lot of lube let me use a lot of reassurance and talk right because women have come back and told me that i heal vaginismus but then i went in for a very harsh vaginal examination and now my vagina has contracted again mm. now i just don't seem to allow vaginal penetration so very important that this be included in our medical curriculum for gynecologists sexologists mm. psychiatrists and psychologists so that a lot of people know about this now that's why this is exactly why the condition itself takes such a long time to even reach a place where they can start healing because they first 3 4 years are spent not knowing what this condition is when they know what this condition is they don't really reach the right treatment approach because it just becomes about the vagina right when they actually reach the right treatment approach let's realize vaginismus is a story of just 6 to 8 weeks wow. if it has to heal properly and women spend anywhere from 6 months to 14 years reaching that point wherein the right treatment can start and once that right treatment starts it just takes less than maybe 2 months and wow. i kind of started working on this even though i'm a gynac a conventional gynac i literally stopped my entire gynecology work in 2020 and i full time dedicated myself to vaginismus work that's simply because i had vaginismus for 7 long years and I'm a doctor, I'm a gynec, married to a psychiatrist, the very two professions that actually diagnose and treat vaginismus and we were in medical college when we were doing our MDs when we got married and very generic advice we received from even our own professors which was about lignocaine, numbing gels and all of that, right? Yeah. So we ourselves did a lot of doctor shopping and did not kind of find a wholesome non-judgmental space where we could just, you know, apply ourselves and heal we found very different different approaches someone said do uh, psychological work someone said dilator someone said finger mm-hmm. uh, so finally 7 years after our marriage we both got really frustrated and our relationship too was suffering a lot so i kind of took a pause and i actually quit my work i was a lecturer in a medical college and i did literature review of everything that was available online and guess what not even one article was written on vaginismus from in the indian media before 2019 so all those women before 2019 they would not even know what was happening to them and so that's when i kind of designed a process for myself i said hey this is the way i'm going to approach my healing and i kind of divided it into three four steps and guess what three and a half weeks later 
seven years of vaginismus was gone. Wow. Four, it just took me under four weeks. And I remember really crying hard at that time. Not because I was in pain, not at all, but because it was so easy. Wow. It was so easy and almost felt like eating as if I'm eating something, you know. It was that easy for my body. And I was crying because I was like, why did I have to suffer so much for something that was my body's design? Someone just had to remind this to me in a systematic way. Hmm. And from that experience of healing, I and my partner started to think of giving back this experience because I thought if I had it, then I'm sure others have it. And in 2020, middle, when COVID was on, uh, Proactive for Her was, had just been launched. It's a digital telehealth organization based out of Bangalore in India. And they kind of, their USP is to provide this non-judgmental, very sensitive space for women, for women's issues, health issues. And they and I kind of got together to host a program on healing vaginismus. I and them, we didn't know even if one woman would turn up. My CEO of Proactive for Her, Achita, was very passionate about this. I was super passionate and we came together and started. In the first batch, we had just five women and all five healed. Wow, that's incredible. And I was like, oh my God, just using my experience, all five women healed. So then there must be more women. And so as we just kept going on and we started using the four-step process that I use for myself. And obviously, this is evidence-based because this, these steps are given in all textbooks. It's just that we don't have a flow to it. You know, we don't have a structured one, two, three, four mm -hmm. steps for any. Like we have all kinds of treatment protocols for fever and COVID and this and that. But we don't seem to have a protocol for vaginismus healing. So we use this protocol. And right now, we are in our 22nd batch. Three years nonstop, we have been working on vaginismus. And 23rd batch is due to start. It's an eight-week online format because I realized if I could heal myself inside my room, anyone could do mm. that. You don't really need to travel into a clinic and meet me. So we kind of designed a two-month program and started inviting women. The USP of this program is because it's online, women can do it in their own private space. No one needs to know you have vaginismus. You don't need to quit work and go anywhere and do it. You can do your work and just spend some time on the vaginismus front. We have coaches. We have seven coaches right now who all are women, psychologists, psychiatrists, and gynecologists. They become your personal coaches and it take you through this four-step process in the program. And of course, just one more USP of this program is being very, very wholesome. A lot of people come into the program with just two aims. First is to get pregnant and second is to save their marriage. The aim here is not really to feel pleasure or to reclaim a part of themselves that has been lost or has been taken away by their culture. So it's very important that we focus on wholesome healing of this woman and not just focus on pushing those dilators in, right? So we have, of course, one-to-one -one sessions. We have women support group. So when these women see other, other 20 women from different parts of the world having the same issue, doing the same thing, then the sense of shame just drops, you know. They see, oh, she's, the vocabulary even is the same from the other girl. So I certainly did not create this in my body. I am not responsible for vaginismus. I'm only responsible now for the treatment, right? So the women's support group has been the game changer of our program. Third, we have seen partners too 
actually feel traumatized by this condition because they didn't expect it and day in day out living with that frustration has been very difficult for them so we found that it's very important to engage the partners so my husband dr dhara who is a psychiatrist he engages in a partner support group where he sits with the men helps them ventilate helps them share how they have felt all this while helps them understand this is not their partner's fault she is not doing this on purpose and when he starts to see 20 other men sitting there some blame starts to fall because he realizes she doesn't do it on purpose she is too helpless just like me so a sense of empathy compassion starts to come in and his cooperation in this journey starts to improve and of course we also coach him on the four steps and how he's supposed to cooperate or participate so this is the partner support group and lastly a very important aspect of the program two more aspects is pleasure coaching because this is really about reclaiming your sexual pleasure back from the clutches of the culture that took it away from you and so we have a pleasure coach in the program who actually has a very devoted and a dedicated approach to helping women reclaim sexuality starting by you know you know experimenting with self pleasure and then experimenting with partner pleasure lastly we work a lot on trauma because vaginismus is a trauma response of the body whether it was pain shame bad touch whatever it was childhood trauma very important to address that in depth so we are psychiatrists and psychologists they are trauma informed and they we use the approach of emdr in our program which works on the on the subconscious and helps heal your trauma so trauma focus is a big part of our program and our program is trauma informed as in we do realize the importance of working on trauma and how it's impacting women so these are some of the aspects of our program of course we work with dilators we work with pelvic floor relaxation that's a given but we start with the mind and we move towards the vagina and then we move towards partner penetration so this is how our program works anyone who's interested can just look at proactive for her's website and can reach out to us we also take international patients now we've had 22 batches so far and 225 plus indian women from across the world have healed with us that's incredible the longest it has been it is like 14 years i think it was 14 years of vaginismus for a woman who had two kids by ivf because obviously the pressure of conceiving is so much that she had two kids by ivf and she still had vaginismus after 14 years and they had stopped getting intimate and guess what she healed in 6 weeks wow amazing work taro isn't it amazing and it doesn't just impact their sexual lives it's not just about penetrative intercourse so a woman had said something very beautiful that when i got vaginismus it was not just penetration that was taken away from my life i just lost my whole life to vaginismus That's so right my self esteem my relationships of course my sexual life my conception everything was gone and when i healed i didn't just get back penetration i felt i got back my whole life right so my self my sense of self esteem my confidence my relationships of course my pregnancies everything seemed to have come back so the impact of vaginismus is huge it's like an amoeba crawling into other areas of your lives of your life and when you heal a lot seems to transform and so it's not a condition that can be sidelined by medical system it cannot be unfortunately we have equated women's health to just reproductive health 
we've only equated it to childbirth and pregnancy and breastfeeding and this is all we are talking about we are not talking about what happens before she gets pregnant we are not talking about the sexual pain that she feels we are talking about men's sexual pain we are talking about importance but we are not talking about women's sexual pain that's just getting lost in the conversation somewhere i think it's time we start focusing on vaginismus as a condition as a cultural condition right and yes it has been extremely satisfying so satisfying that now i don't do anything else except vaginismus fantastic thank you so much taro what a such an informative but most important it is giving so much hope to many women and what i'm going to do in the show notes i'll add the links of where they can find you and get in touch with you and thank you so much for all your hard work and giving so much hope to women, which is amazing. Thank you, Taru, for today. Thanks a lot, Shami. And I just wanted to add one last word that I think our generation has been infected, right? By a cultural virus of pain and shame. And we are treating it all and all that. But I think from the next generation onwards, it's time to prevent vaginismus. Let's go beyond treatment. We prevent vaginismus by creating open environments at home, in schools, in societies where sex is not shamed and it's accepted as a part of our body, just as sense of smell or taste or sight. It's a sense organ of our body that's accepted, that's celebrated. And we have pleasure-based sex ed rather than fear-based sex ed. Why are we not talking about pleasure when we are talking about sex education? So let's prevent this by creating conversations by having dialogues with young girls about this so thanks a lot for having me here and anyone who has vaginismus who's listening to this podcast or anyone who knows anyone who's suffering with this please let them know vaginismus healing has almost 90 to 100 percent success rates in as short as four to eight to ten weeks right so do not give up hope you can heal thank you thank you taro Remember that this is general advice only. Please see your healthcare professional for more information. So what's your take home message today? Remember it's all about progress and not perfection. And are you suffering from stress? Visit the Usawa Learning Hub on usawa.com.au for more resources on how to de-stress, re-energize and reclaim your health. Enjoy the journey.